Chapter Nineteen of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Nineteen: Watching the Ocean Prey. Benson remonstrated Ned White after they had boarded the Grant. I really don't see how you had the heart to do it. Do what? Why order another practice tonight? when you were so uncertain about poor Summers. I have to do it, was Lieutenant Jack's low reply. Orders from Washington? Yes, Jack answered, not untruthfully. Oh, all right, then, murmured White. I suppose you naval officers have to follow orders ahead of everything else. I don't suppose you could leave me behind to hunt for F, whispered Ensign Hal Hastings. Not properly, Jack answered as it is we're putting to sea one officer shy and to leave two on shore would be a highly unwise procedure say can't i get ashore yet asked ned ready to volunteer in the search for f summers yes but you wouldn't know how to do anything that the landlord of the bel air can't do benson replied i suppose that's so ned admitted reluctantly as a matter of fact benson was now quite convinced that f had in some way run afoul of the smugglers. If that's the case, and we can catch them tonight, Lieutenant Jack reflected, that may be the quickest way of getting word of where poor F is, if he's still alive. Hal touched Jack's arm, then looked seaward. On account of the rain, the schooner's light would not be as plainly visible as it would be on a clearer night. Mr. White, you and I will go below proposed jack briskly the gig has been secured to the mooring and we'll get under way now are you going to allow me to stand in the tower and watch the maneuver white inquired innocently not until later jack replied you and i will go below the last thing above that the deck watch did was to cast the submarine off from the moorings then the conning tower was closed tightly and the start made with no light showing beyond the submarine hal was on duty in the tower standing beside the helmsman just as soon as they were clear of the bay and the water was deep enough ensign hal semi-submerged the craft so that only the upper portion of the tower was above water somehow it makes a fellow feel restless sitting down here and not having a glimpse of what is happening remarked white if you remain with us a month you'll be so used to it that you could turn in in your berth and go sound asleep when you knew we were a hundred feet under water smiled lieutenant jack do your men sleep when you're under water no for the simple reason that when we're down deep it's common sense for the men to be awake and dressed yet any one of them would be willing enough to turn in right now and never wonder what we were going to do with the craft have you never gone under water and then experienced a lot of difficulty in getting back to the surface yes jack admitted candidly i remember once when we were below for a long time and never expected to see the surface again the same thing happened to us a second time 
when we had a squad of annapolis midshipmen on board who ned white stirred uneasily but you see that we're still here smiled jack perhaps the third time you won't be as fortunate hinted the young man from the state department we never give that idea a single thought jack replied if we did it would unfit us for our work perhaps but men of the navy must be ready for death in whatever form it comes take our vessel that was lost a good many years ago in the samoan hurricane she was at anchor and the hurricane seemed to come out of a clear sky that ship with all its crew was dragged loose from anchorage and hurried along to wreck all hands were lost yet just as the waves washed over that craft the sailors were manning the yards and cheering lustily while the band was playing the star-spangled banner some nerve about that muttered ned americans always have that sort of nerve when the time comes jack returned nor is american nerve confined to the army or navy i wonder if i'd have it pondered white half aloud i'm sure you would but i hope you won't need it tonight oh well a fellow can't die more than once can he muttered ned rising and walking about restlessly for a few moments then he laughed and sat down again jack joined in that laugh don't mind white he urged you've just been having a little touch of submarine itis that's all did you ever have it sometimes at first jack confessed but it soon wears off if you spend most of your time aboard a submarine craft as we do you'd soon begin to pity the folks in our large cities who are constantly risking death from being run down by street cars or automobiles the only forms of death of which most men are afraid are those with which they happen to be unfamiliar have you ever seen folks afraid of a flash of lightning have i echoed ned yet did you ever see a telegraph operator who works with electricity all day long afraid of lightning did you ever see a veteran horseman afraid of a fall that might break his neck have you ever known of a railroad engineer to be afraid to enter his car and start hauling an express train i guess a fellow is a fool to be afraid of anything whatever decided young mr white fear doesn't sit very well on any human being jack benson declared quietly i hope summers has been located said ned to change what was becoming a disagreeable subject so do i jack answered gravely what do you think has happened to him how can i guess but i won't attempt to guess if we are at anchor tomorrow i shall put in a whole day looking for him unless he has shown up before then of only one thing am i absolutely certain and that is that something has befallen f that prevented his return or he'd have been back on board by six this evening mr hastings compliments sir and he'd be glad of your company in the tower does that include me coaxed ned as lieutenant jack rose promptly i'm afraid it doesn't 
but i'll take you into the tower as soon as i may properly do it then benson quickly ascended the steps standing beside his chum on the platform i thought you'd want to know sir said hal quietly that i have observed three skyward flashes from a searchlight over to the westward just what i do want to know jack admitted how long ago were the flashes just before i sent for you did the flashes follow in quick succession yes any more flashes since no sir it must have been a signal jack mused i'll stay with you and watch if more come ten minutes passed during which the seaman at the wheel steered like an automaton over to the westward the velvet was still under way with all sail set this the young officers could make out through their night-glasses there go the flashes again cried jack and they're more to the northwest than before hal added in a low voice i'm counting them said jack the flashes are in pairs this time now they've stopped six in all three pairs and there's the schooner changing her course muttered hal in a tone of some excitement she's trimming more to the northern which shows that the schooner recognizes the signal as being meant for her jack went on of course hal hastings agreed then we've made no mistake whatever the schooner is all that we suspected here the seaman at the wheel broke in end of chapter 19 recording by john brandon